Welcome back to Urban Underachiever Radio. My name is Brandon Walker. I'm here with Brent Dawson and Stephanie Casey. Yeah. Are you guys excited? <laughs> Let's try that again. Wait. Let's try it again. All right. I'm gonna start. Over. I'm gonna start over. Here we go. Ready? Let's go in. No. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna even start back. <laughs> no, no. The people want to hear this, Brandon. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm this gonna just keep it rolling. Comedy gold, right here. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brandon Walker. This Stephanie is Casey. Brent Dawson. Oh God. Are we really gonna do that? <laughs> All right, here it is. Time Magazine, I'm holding the, uh, I guess this is not the most recent, this this is the December 7th Time Magazine. I love the cover. Time Magazine, the decade from hell. hell. It's got a little baby on the front, the little New Year's baby who is crying (laughs) with uh, all the festivities or the... the, uh, all his equipment from what New is Year's. His equipment? Well, you know, he's got his New Year's Eve uh, a celebratory I bottle of champagne and everything. Oh. It looks like he's not having a good time. So mm-hmm. that's the theme tonight, the decade from hell. Was it or not? And uh, what was good about it, what was bad is we're coming up on the end of uh, a decade, which it, to me seems like it's gone by really quickly. But every, But when I look at this list of things that have happened in this decade, I'm, I'm astounded by how much we compressed into 10 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you guys think? What's, what's your general feeling going into 2010 ending? What, first of all, what are we going to call this decade in retrospect? Mm-hmm. We well, what have other decades been call, called? Well, you know, like you got the tens, the twenties, the thirties, the forties, etc. The, the aughts. The aughts is what I've heard. Yeah. The aughts? Yeah. That's the, that's the best I've heard. What is that from? Ought is means zero. That's the best I've heard. I haven't heard anybody say anything other than you get, there has to be some kind of shorthand for it. Cause <laughs> yeah, in, in, when I would ref- say OO is just off the top of my head. There's gonna be, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> because obviously there's going to be people referring back to this. There's like if you think about the first, you think no, of the first, two-o-o. the 10 years of the first, uh, the previous decade or uh, uh, the previous decade. The 90s. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of the first 10 years of the previous century. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot that we talk about that happened between 1900 and 1910. Everything kind of picked up around 1910. Right. Yeah. But so we don't really talk. But I assure you, in 20 years from now, people are going to be referring to this decade right, and they're going to have well, to have something. Remember when you're like fifth grade and everybody, well, maybe different for you, but because I was just what? four years ago. But <laughs> how um, old are you? I'm considerably older than you. Really? Um, How old are you? Aren't we the same age? Uh, yeah, we're, we're you're you're younger than me. How old are you guys? I'm not saying how old I I'm am. I'm forty. I'm About thirty-four. Be... Huh? I'm thirty-four. And I'm in the middle. I'm in the okay. middle between you. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> Still, but I remember like sitting in fifth grade. And so long they ago. They were gonna. Yeah, that was <laughs> several years ago. Um. Anyway. Remember that we all talked about what it was going to be like in the year 2000. Oh, yeah. And we're all thinking we're going to be flying around in jetpacks and, you know, we just. Where's my flying car is all I want to know. Gonna, we could beam ourselves places. And, and Don't you think we should have that stuff, though? I mean, we, we probably could I feel shortchanged. I think we should have jetpacks. And it's also every, no evangelist, air traffic every like evangelist in America was predicting Jesus would come back by 2000 and. It was funny just watching them backtrack for the last 10 years. Oh, well, yeah. Well, think of how our de- the decade started. It started with the Y2K hysteria. <laughs> People building barricades oh, and, like, my goodness. Uh, bunkers and... Oh, my mom was Water. Piling that. weapons Oh, your mom water. was into that? My mom still eats pork and beans from <laughs> Y2K. <laughs> She's got a full supply. 
that's what my brother used to joke about that he'd be like yeah because when the you know the day turns just the food's gonna stop growing it will stop raining yeah. So oh yeah because most people doomed. even if you weren't religious it was still like the computers the computers are all gonna go down and we're all just gonna like turn to dust or something i just i remember kind of thinking it's kind of that'd be cool if all that happened i remember on, on 1999 that you wanted the end of time i won't no i just wanted a, a, a i feel about that the same way i feel about 2012 like i hope something happens that'll just start everything over and like it's like mm-hmm. okay, let's redo, and now we're back to the Stone Ages. Reset. What are we gonna do? I know you would love that because oh, you'd have your totally. opportunity to start your whole. We could begin. New I would hate government, that. and you would hate that. I would hate that. You love the way things. I work. think that you guys are forgetting things that you probably need, like plumbing. And yeah, heat. I mean, you know, that's and overrated. If you food never... that someone else has grown for you that you can buy. Yeah, there's not a lot of like deer <laughs> and wild waterfowl or whatever that you could you go start hunt. raising cows and chickens in your backyard. Oh man, you got have you ever watched the movie End of the Wild? No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch. When the guy goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he meets the berries I mean, could... instead of catching fish for some reason. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one. it's back to. Well, he look tried. how he turned out dead because <laughs> he really was a dumbass because right? he ate the wrong berries. <laughs> Why didn't he just survival catch fish? of the fittest? He he caught fish. He just was trying to you know have a variety, right? Yeah, natural selection. He ate porcupine and he tried to kill an elk or whatever, and he got. But let's think about it. There's a lot of dumb people who coincidentally enough have been spawned by the last 10 years who need to eat the wrong kind of berries and weed themselves out it would now 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 okay so let's 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 talk about in in chronological order what the big events of the last 10 years okay you started off with y2k which turned out to be nothing but billions and billions (laughs) and billions of dollars were spent to convert maybe it worked maybe they did it right the election of 2000 which was mm. that is in the top two stories of of the entire decade. My I felt much more disappointed in the next one when yeah. he won again, because I couldn't, that one was even more. Well, it was just the whole Florida process. That... It, it, it decreased people's faith in government because they, I mean, it, prior to that, we're like, Oh yeah, vote. Everybody's vote counts. Everything. Ha-. And then we realized that it really came down to the Supreme court. And now I was on a whole different plane in 2000. So was I. I was, I was, I was very excited the way it turned mm-hmm. out. Oh. But at the same time, everybody was a little bit, kind of shaken that that could happen in the United States. That, that's kind of stuff that only happens mm-hmm. in third world countries where it's a, you know, you've got two competing presidential candidates and then it goes down. So that, that, that started off on the, a crazy foot. Then of course, September 11th, 2001. Mm-hmm. And that changed the world. Mm-hmm. Um, where were you guys both in Dallas at that time? Yeah, yeah. 2001, I was in Amarillo and here's a true story. I got, um, my wife and I separated on, September 11th, uh, the day, I, you know, I actually the Did night the before event. I woke up and saw the planes crashing into the, into the building. You're like, it's going to be an awesome day. <laughs> and I was like, I was like reminded of all the times my mom said that if I sin, that <laughs> oh, yeah. the world's going to come collapsing Just for down. You and your and divorce. I thought, yeah, it's totally my fault. Well, it's strange you, you you say that because to me when I look back on it September 11th was the beginning of the end of my former life. Like I, I have a, had a mm-hmm. whole life yeah. established back Mine then. Too. And that was the downhill it started a whole downhill spiral that I've kind of talked to you guys about before, but that's the definitive moment right there and I think everybody it just it, it's like an earthquake that changed your perception of the ground. 
when you're we weren't protected anymore. I mean, all the security stuff, yeah. you know, I mean, at the airports and all that started going into place then. And even, I mean, I was working in um, studio lots in Hollywood then, and they started doing car checks every time, mirrors under the car and the trunk, all that stuff, you know, and it was just everywhere you went was heightened security and everybody was scared. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, to me, that was the biggest uh, casualty of, of this entire decade is that, uh, we sacrificed our right to privacy. We sacrificed um, uh, that uh, for the sake of feeling safe. And quote unquote, quote unquote, which and, I think and the government is, was allowed to 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 exercise extraordinary power because of the they they well they advanced their powers. They, um, I mean, that, they expanded the the executive uh, branch as far as as their powers went. Um, <laughs> The Patriot Act and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and it led, obviously, right from there, we went, we went into Afghanistan, which we talked about last week. We're still mm-hmm. there, um, which led to Iraq as well, cause, which the, it's almost like the government just kind of threw that in and snuck it in. Oh, they totally Well, did. here, let's back up a few okay. years because... Uh, Not before 2000. Remember what the topic is. <laughs> well, it led to what happened in 2000. Um, you have to remember that uh, PNAC... Uh, wrote out their Grand Imperial strategy. Um, Who's PNAC? I have no idea who PNAC the is. People for a New American Century. It was a conservative think tank um, that basically... That sounds like PUFNAC. Right. It was... Uh, it was uh, everybody that was on PNAC was, was, of course, Cheney, Wolfowitz, Rumsfeld, everybody that eventually ended up on... Uh, the Bush administration. Bush's cabinet or administration... And but it, it lays out in fine detail what the strategy was, which was to start lots of little theater wars in Iraq and in the Middle East um, in order to gain a strategic advantage. Are and they that, all really religious too? That that crew around Bush? No, or I don't, they, no, I they don't probably so. they may be. They pretend to be. I know. I don't think it else. Yeah, yeah, okay. John they, Ashcroft and people like in, Ashcroft. In, yes, yeah. but he wasn't in Phoenix. But um, but anyway, they, that's where the philosophy was formed, and, and that was like five years before nine eleven ever occurred. Um, so the strategy was already in place before Bush was even elected. Once he got elected, that became his foreign policy. Hmm. As far yeah. as is something that we kind of gloss over in two thousand one was the whole Enron chapter 11 oh, Lord, yeah. that that started off this whole corp and see it, it shook our faith in government 2000 did enron shook our faith if we had faith in the corporations that they were basically i mean it sounds silly to say that they were in it for the public good in some sort of way that really kind of convinced us well maybe they're really not and enron that whole thing came from the deregulation uh that was going on early in in the uh you know 2000 2001 2002, uh, what do we got here? That's when the Iraq War started. Uh, 2003, a couple other... You know. then, then you move into, obviously, uh, the Abu Ghraib. you got Katrina. You've got... Oh, uh, Katrina, for sure. And the tsunami thing. When yeah. was that? Uh, yeah. Was that 2004 was, also? That, uh, see, Katrina was 2005. The tsunami was 2006, I think. Six. Maybe seven. That was huge. That was... Mm-hmm. I mean, Katrina was awful also, and but that thing was just crazy. Well, yeah, you're talking 200,000 people dead. And, I mean, or, and just or what more, it was, yeah. just the event of what happened, a huge wave coming in and clobbering. I mean, it was crazy, the stories right. coming out of that. And you think of all the... We well, think well, of the going back, 
Yeah, I'm just kind of going bullet points of the but, decade uh, before we go, go back to the little Going points. back to Katrina, that was uh, another example of corporations uh, uh, trying to step up to the plate and be <laughs> noble. Like Philip Morris was one of the leading contributors <laughs> to uh, Katrina relief. I mean, and you look at Philip Morris, they own what, uh, of course, Marlboro cigarettes. They own Miller Lite. Or Miller beer right. and oh, and and craft cheese. I mean, it's like the three leading causes of death in that, New Orleans and many that, yeah. Places. So anyway, and just I, I wish Remember Kanye they, West, George Bush does yeah. not care about black oh, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. well, anyway, black uh, people. so Philip Morris like uh, donates all this craft mac and cheese to Katrina victims, which I found hilarious because we've all. Uh, wanted to make Kraft mac and cheese when we didn't have one or more of the ingredients, like you didn't have water or butter or a house, you know, mm-hmm. you still went for it, right? <laughs> and then it's just all powdery and sharp. And I could just picture these guys sitting in uh, FEMA trailers with their gums bleeding because of trying to eat this Kraft mac and cheese with, yep, no- with no water and have y'all have y'all been to New Orleans since then? It's oh yeah, it's yeah. I did a I went a couple of years ago and did a, a tour, um, and it's stunning. It's 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 astonishing. It's, it's still the, the fact that I'm still in that. suburban areas. You drive down main highways and there's suburban areas that are completely still closed, like big malls and shopping centers. I don't centers. know if it should it's reopen just, though. I mean, it's gonna just. I mean, that can happen so easily again, and it's just the waters rising. Well, the ninth so ward was completely wiped out yeah the night they just got lights on a couple of years ago yeah there's there's still fema trailers and they've only recovered 50 percent of their population back Mm -hmm. and and they're slowly kind of coming back tourist areas are flourishing and yeah well they they weren't even yeah the the ninth ward was where uh and actually some of the some of the nicer areas too if you go and you do you do some of the just looking around there, there are golf courses that are now overgrown into forests that used to be nice golf mm. courses and nice areas that were flooded mm. as well mm. um but then you know fast forwarding ahead think about i think about all the it was like the decade you, you think of 80s when you think of sex scandals but in 80s the sex scandals were about religious figures you know your jimmy swaggerts and jim bakers the the 2000s they were politicians they were the, the larry craig in the bathroom remember him in minnesota <laughs> the whole that um yep. lots of affairs with yeah. you know interns and those types sure and, and we we thought that i guess bill clinton sort of started off that that whole <laughs> vibe but maybe he made it cool for politicians to i don't know oh please they've all been doing that's true time. that's that's a good point maybe it was just because things have become so transparent and instantly available well because you can take a picture with well, your phone and the, immediately send it to the entire world one of the inventions of the last decade is the blogosphere which Sure. Puts it out there immediately. And so, just even yeah. our phones. I mean, we really didn't have 10 years ago. I don't think we had. YouTube. We didn't have picture phones and, you know, yeah. internet on our phones and all that. Yeah. With YouTube, it comes yeah, available immediately. We didn't have any of that. No MySpace, nothing. So 2008 saw basically the beginning of the the economic disaster that that's, there was some snowball effect with uh, Lehman Brothers and, and the stock market crashing, uh, the bailouts moving. And then obviously uh, Obama got elected. 2009 we're looking at the first year of his and we've talked about that um and there and here we are so we're looking at a a new decade time says the decade from hell and they've got a good quote here it says book ended by 9-11 at the start and a financial wipeout at the end the first 10 years of this century will very likely go down as the most dispiriting and disillusioning decade 
Americans have lived through in the post-World War II era. Hmm, interesting. They go down and they say, this decade was as awful as any peacetime decade in the nation's entire history. Wow. That seems harsh. It does. But the thing... People weren't starving. People were not, like, killing for resources or... I mean, if we had that at any other time, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, I don't, I, I don't feel like it's. You gotten... don't think we were killing for resources? Well, I, I'm not like for. Food. She's talking. I think she means domestically, like. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, and... like I don't feel like we got so bad off. I know people have lost their jobs and things have been really tough, but and I've talked with this about a lot of with a lot of my friends. I mean, I don't know people that know people that are really suffering. Like, people have to give up their niceties or maybe like drop their cable plan, you know. But I don't know people that are literally like starving and sleeping on the streets because of. No. This horrible decade. I think it's horrible for other reasons. I yeah, we're not we're the richest poor people in the world. Right, but, right. Um, but it's that's most evil decade I can remember. Um, and there's a and like you, starting with around September 11th, uh, I had my divorce, and then of course the the attacks. But um, I had to. I went through soul searching and uh, came to some some conclusions about myself, uh, morally, spiritually, uh, politically, and I came to realize how evil people in power can be. But I feel like any time when you're in a certain age, you start to do that. I mean, the decade before that, when I was 14 to 24... I wasn't thinking about that stuff. Maybe for you, too. You know, your life was probably different from 20 to 30. And so you wouldn't... I mean, I, I really think, like, anyone you ask they of a certain at the end of a certain period of time, they're going to say it was the best or it was the worst or whatever because that's their, like, reality and their relative I think maybe what Brent's situation. saying, and this is where I could relate, is the idea that in the year 2000, maybe we figured... We thought we kind of had it all together. Like, I remember being at a place going, okay, this is kind of where I want to be. Right. Hmm. But then having it, it be like all of a sudden the the floor just collapsed under me. And then I'm, within a couple of years, I'm, my uh, whatever in my head, what, what's that thing where you, it keeps your balance? My equilibrium just disappeared. Right. And I realized I'm completely unhappy with my life. And I think a lot of people felt like that and have felt like that within the last three or four years, the, mm-hmm. the downside of the 2000s, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, the early 2000s. And I think that's kind of what we're saying. Maybe it's not people starving in the streets. Right, right. It's our people happier than they were 10 years ago. I think we're ago. more divided than we've ever That's true. Been. Well, I think we know more because we're talking about the YouTube and all of that. I think we're more aware with all this, these public scandals and these awful things that have happened that we know about immediately. So we feel them. We feel the effects of them. We feel the effects of the tsunami or Katrina, even when we're not there. Where realistically, 15 or 20 years ago, we might have read about it. We might have seen some news coverage, you know, a little bit delayed on TV, but you're not blasted with it immediately. From well, I think direction. that's what's so good about it. it as much. That's what I think is good about YouTube and the blogosphere is that it's unrestricted for the most part. And it's what, because uh, newspapers have become irrelevant in the last 10 years. Uh, it used to be more along the lines of what YouTube and blogosphere was like. You didn't have uh, reporting that went to the middle. You had biased, opinionated mm-hmm. reporting, mm-hmm. Um, which... I find personally to be much more uh, useful. Than, of course, of course, it's more uh, real, but you don't get to live in like a fantasy land as much, you know, of True. just trusting the corporations and trusting the politicians when you see 
Right, right. In video. But but <laughs> the bad thing. Sex with young girls the, but the thing, the trend that's happening with, uh, with uh, the blogosphere and 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 social media is that corporations are beginning to give these people tax dollar. I mean, uh, advertising, advertising dollars, dollars yeah, sure. so that they can do what TV did, which is just sell your products, sell you crap, and, and some people do, take it for and anything, distract you. But um, some people don't. I mean, some people like a lot of the blogs they go to the only advertised things that they will supposedly, you know, you know, right. But the ones who want to, the ones who are out there and make, <laughs> the ones who are making money are the ones who are getting right. ad dollars. Yeah, from you're the right. Well, do you think it's, do you think it's a good thing that we're so connected now that, that it's almost like we've become an organism. Humanity has become just this, this unified in a lot of ways to where instantly information is available to everyone and take something like the Michael Jackson or situation when he died within minutes, everybody in the world knew that mm-hmm. Michael Jackson mm-hmm. was dead mm-hmm. and there was mourning and gnashing of teeth and people crying within hours of that. Mm-hmm. That's unprecedented. That had never happened before. Usually it takes time before it to all trickle down. So I think there's a positive in that we are connected and we, we could feel some empathy, really instant empathy, but we could also, I think the, the uh, reverse of that is true and that there's a lot of, sort of sarcasm and just sort of uh, disillusionment with that whole concept, with the fact that, yeah, okay, so that it maybe deadens the mm-hmm. effect of, you know, somebody dying or something significant because now it, it happens so quickly, everybody knows about it, and we move on, you know, fairly quickly as long mm-hmm. as it stays in the news. So do y'all think this interconnectedness is, is a good thing and ha- does it have a positive future or i think ultimately it definitely is i think it's such so in its infancy now that it's really scattered and sort of childish right now but if you know eventually it'll be honed to being really effective and every single i think i don't know i think it's brent thinks it's all going to be taken over it's going to be taken over by corporations going to be right i think eventually it'll be regulated um which will be the doom of it all um right now it's not um but it's still being controlled sort of by there's money. bills on congressmen's desks right now yeah. where they're trying to allow certain companies to ration bandwidth. In other words, mm-hmm. if you use, mm-hmm. if you go to this website, you'll be able to get to it faster. If you go to Walmart's website, whereas if you go to Yahoo's Absolutely. website, it's slower. And there's a bill in Congress right now they're trying to pass that allows that to happen, which would be, it's... Well, what's great is that 15-year-old geeks are a lot smarter than those companies. Yeah. And so with computers... It's really easy to hack around pretty much anything. And find a way around it, yeah. Well, these corporations will begin to hire and these 15-year-old worldwide. Geeks. That's true. It's a worldwide pool of geeky 15-year-olds or 35-year-olds or whatever that can do that if they choose. And so it's not a specialized, you know, you I, there's no way for them to put very principled 15-year-old who's willing to stand against Well, no, that. but you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm just using that mm-hmm. example. I mean, it's not, I don't, I suppose that they can try, but unless we're under a worldwide regime of control of physical electrical signals there's no way right now that i can foresee in the future being able to cap the internet china does it all china does it iran does it and they do it for millions and millions of people they the government decides they control everything that those people get including food and electricity and all of that and so they 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 can control that and so if our government and every other western government that's free right now does that then sure well, they hand it over to the corporations. Corporations have no checks and balances for the most part, and they can pretty much implement measures, uh, whatever they want. Um, if they're already trying to control bandwidth, then 
that's the beginning of the end. Let's uh, let's talk about It'll some. It'll be good, interesting let, to see for sure. That's a lot of bad stuff, and and I think we could be on the same page with saying it's, it, yeah. it was a very troubling decade in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But there's some good stuff. Um, <laughs> what do you, what do you have over there, of, Brandon? <laughs> I've got my list. Other than us becoming emotionally retarded over the last ten years. Well, speaking of emotionally retarded, you're going to love my life. best films of the aughts of the zeros. And I'm going to give you, normally I would reserve this for my website that I'm going to put this on, but I'm going to give you the, the sneak peek of it. So okay. without much discussion, I'm just going to give you my top 10 oh, wow. best films of the zeros. And I'm going to call them zeros for Stephanie. Okay. I uh, said OOs. Okay. Oh, the, <laughs> the OOs. The OOs. <laughs> All right. Number 10, uh, I am trying to break your heart, which is the Wilco movie, which okay, yeah. started That's my obsession with Wilco. Uh, number nine, No Country for Old Men. Number eight, mm-hmm. The Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, that's on mm-hmm. my list. Seven, Lost in Translation. Also on my list. Six, mm-hmm. I put both Kill Bill movies together. Even though the second one was better than the first one, put them together. Hmm. Uh, number five, Gladiator, which is mm-hmm. glorious for a number of reasons. Uh, number four, Almost Famous. Great. One of the, Maybe one of the best movies about music and the love of there music. There are no ever. movies about music. I don't understand why, but there aren't. There, there's some, but the, and that's one of them. It's, it's like one, one of them. three. It's 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 about yeah. falling in love with music. Uh, number three, Dark Knight. So that's a recent one. Batman, the second Batman. Number two, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, which changed my one. life because I found somebody that felt like understood what it was like to be me as a teenager. Plus, it felt like a John Hughes film and had you the eighty like sort of. You were like Napoleon Dynamite as a teenager. Right. I felt like him okay, okay. I, I probably wasn't okay. but the way he appears in the movie is how i felt okay, it, so i connected with him plus it's just a great movie yeah. and number one i put the whole lord of the rings trilogy so the whole number one and these are not the best films necessarily they're the ones that you have like. meant the most to me so my mm, favorites good. well that's what yeah i hate when people tell me like their favorite movies and they say citizen can and i'm like no you don't watch that again and again right, and you're sick at home i want right. your favorite movies not yeah. what you think is best and impressive right. well here are mine that I've seen. I only want movies that I've seen. Well, yeah, seen. that you have to have seen them for mm-hmm. them to be on your list. Not one that Brent. you heard was yeah. good. <laughs> the one that the critics say. These are the ones that I've seen. Um, and they're in no particular order. Okay. Um, Grizzly Man. Um, great documentary. Yeah, where the guy gets eaten mm-hmm. at the end. He's it's eaten not, by it's a not a documentary. Pig. Huh? It's not it's a not documentary. documentary. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> It's in the documentary section. Yeah, it's you, a you, documentary you, format. Okay, you find it in the on Netflix under right. documentaries. Yeah, um, his hair's just blown dry every day and all clean. I see what you're saying. <laughs> he just always <laughs> clean shaven. Um, another, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. Man, if it's a documentary or not. <laughs> no, that one is <laughs> Man on a Wire. Man on Man a Wire is. Oh, that's a good awesome. one. I need to put that on my list here. Now it won't be in my top ten, but I'm gonna move it to maybe 21. Mm. Okay, keep going. That's a good one. Uh, Memento. I have that at number 25. Never seen Love that, that movie. Wow, that's a long list. Royal Ten- the whole decade. Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost Famous over there. I also had Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, Mind. that's awesome. Um, one of the top Ooh. movies that I saw. I have that as number 40. I need to move that up. 40? Yeah. Yee. Okay, I'll move it up for you. Um, I had another documentary. <laughs> A legit documentary? Documentary-ish. Uh, Capturing the Freedmans. Oh, that's a I good one, too. I have one. Yeah, it's fabulous. I love that. Um, Mulholland Drive. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I also had No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. And 
just strictly for its entertainment value, I had Wedding Crashers. That's a, that's a good one, too. That's a cute movie. The thing about No Country for Old Men is that it was the book and the movie were equally good. Like, it, mm-hmm. the book is probably in my top three books of the decade, uh, and the movie was just as good. And maybe even, maybe I don't want to say one was better. They were both awesome. Stephanie, I have what do you only got? three to add that you haven't mentioned that are okay. in my top favorite of all of time from the last decade. Oh. Uh, Donnie Darko, Spirited Away, and Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Donnie Darko I almost made my top 10. It's number, I got it at number 11. I lived in Odessa when Friday Night Lights. I just think that cool. movie is a perfect movie about being a human being in America. It's just mm-hmm. great. You it's know, not I, really a football movie. It's a see. Know, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I, I, I should probably see it. I, just, oh, I avoided so it because it's one of those movies I that my mom likes. And... I accidentally saw it, and I went. I was like, "What?" Well, I lived there when it was going on. Oh yeah. So that was had special meaning to me. It's just a great. It's told so well. the The score is um, uh, "Explosions in the Sky," like this experimental yeah. band, and it's so good. I mean, what I is just... it? What's the relation of the movie to the TV show? Is there any? Uh, no, well, the TV show came after the movie, and yeah. some of the same actors are in it. It was made from the movie. It's. I haven't seen Loose. the TV show. It's not really. It's more fictionalized than the TV um, account. Um, the uh, the movie it took some license, but it was fairly close to the book. Oh, okay. That was written. So. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll check it out. It's so now good. that you guys it's so and good. reading the book. If it's both of, of y'all recommend it, it's, it's the best excellent. sports book I've ever I've ever read. Okay. So. Fair enough. I'll definitely. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a That's shot. That's why I never would have seen it because, of course, they advertised it as a football movie to yeah. try to get people to go. I have no interest in football movies, and um, it was. It's not a football movie. It just happens to be about football, sort of. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about music. 